Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday's sermon. With me is Pastor James, and we are continuing our discussion on building endurance, Mm -hmm. taking a look at Paul's letter to uh, Timothy, his second letter to Timothy, um, specifically chapter 3, and and, uh, talking about sort of in the last days, as Paul says, uh, Timothy, we as Christians will endure hardship, will Mm -hmm. endure um, difficulty, and you even said, you know, perilous times. So that's what we're talking about. Before we dive too much further into our discussion, if you're new to this channel, um, be sure to hit that subscribe button and the little bell icon next to it to be notified every time a new episode is posted. Without further ado, let's jump into it. Yeah. Um, so you had a lot of, of, you know, really great points in your sermon today, so it's kind of hard to kind of narrow down a little bit. Um, on, on exactly what to talk to, and we'll try to keep it relatively short, <laughs> uh, not get you know more than maybe a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I think kind of stood out to me and in our home group kind of stood out to a lot of people is that statement that you made about salvation without a relationship is just religion. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think always it's so important that we recognize that when we read scripture that it, it can be it can be very flat we can just read the words and we can try to do what the bible says without really understanding the heart of the one who gave it to us yeah. and you know yesterday I, I even talked a little bit about that relationship between paul and timothy and why why this is more than just words on a page why why was this important? Specifically, why was it important to Timothy? Yeah. Um, but then alluded to the fact that the the entire Bible, God's, God's Word, the Holy Bible, um, is written from the same place of relationship. Mm-hmm. Like this is this is a this is a a letter from a loving father to his children yeah. of of what we need to know, and and the reality is is that in my in my personal relationships, I am willing to do a whole lot more for people that I know and people that love me than I am for some random person. Yeah. And so like even growing up, if my dad would ask me to do something, even if it required sacrifice and 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 it was challenging, I would do it because I trusted my father. But if it was somebody else that asked me, I wouldn't do that. And so if if we just read if if we just read the Bible as this static book yeah. that doesn't have any connection to us other than anything else, then the only thing that we can possibly get out of that is this rote religion in our life that just that just tries to do the book. We're just yeah. trying to do the book, trying to do the book, mm-hmm. trying to do the book. And and there's no there's no emotional connection to that. But when we begin to see God's word, is the Lord coming to us and saying, "Hey, look, I I know what I have for you," and 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 I recognize. I even love that word that Jesus uses, John sixteen one, I believe. John fifteen, he's he's talking to his disciples about, um, "Hey, look, difficult times, tribulation. There's yeah. gonna be hard things." John sixteen one, he says this. I've I've told you of these things so that you would not lose your faith. Yeah. And and Jesus, you can hear the emotion in it. Like Jesus is saying, I want you to know this, and I want you to know it from me. Yeah. Because you know me. That that the tendency, if if we just if we just read it as a static manual for life, 
we're not going to do it. Yeah. N- not only can we can we not do it on our own, we're not going to. Because why would I sacrifice for someone who doesn't care anything about me? But if all of a sudden I see God's word, Genesis to Revelation, the beginning to the end, mm-hmm. if I see it as this, as this beautiful letter yeah. that not just that not just conveys the heart of my Father, that doesn't just convey the intent of my mm-hmm. Father, but really conveys His desires. And his love for me. Well, I'm gonna, I'm not just going to want to surrender my life to that. Yeah. I'm I'm gonna defend it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stand up for it. Yeah. I'm gonna represent it. I'm gonna want to understand it. Like that, the relationship is what creates the desire. Yeah. And and, and there's a lot of things that people can say that somebody else said, and they can run down their words and be like, oh, this person, that, or this. The, like, if if my wife had written me a letter and someone was challenging my wife in that, I'm going to challenge them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to defend her because I have a relationship to her. Yeah. And so I, I think that it's so important that when we, that when we handle God's Word, yeah. that we handle it from this position of saying, there is such a deep longing for relationship between the one who who gave it to us and us. Yeah. And if we can see that, every word comes to life. Yeah. There's a hunger mm-hmm. for that then that yeah. begins to take place. Yeah, I feel like the challenge is how are we approaching the Bible? And I think this is especially challenging for the paradigm that we often have in the Bible Belt here in the United States. And and it kind of challenges to say, okay, am I approaching the Bible as a devotional grab bag? Mm. Am I approaching the Bible as a theological dictionary? Or am I approaching the Bible as only a list of moral right and wrong do's and don'ts? And I think if we approach it from any one of those three perspectives or paradigms, just in and of those selves, in and of themselves, we're going to miss out. Instead of seeing that um, this is, just like you said, I mean, this is God's love letter to his people, Uh to his children. And it's one unified story from Genesis to Revelation that points to Jesus. And it points us to that relationship. It tells one story of how we can return to that relationship. Now, are there devotional things that can minister to us? Absolutely. Are there moral rights and wrong and anchors? Absolutely. Are there theological definitions? Absolutely. But when we exclusively look at the Bible as one of those three things and we don't take into consideration the whole, I think it really challenges us when we come against hard situations. And I think about the story of Abraham. He trusted God when God asked him to put his only son, Isaac, on the altar. And I think about that as a dad, and I'm like, man, I don't, that would be really hard for me. But there was something about the relationship between Abraham and God that Abraham said, this doesn't make sense to me. Well, yeah, it goes, it goes beyond that. Yeah. So let's take it, let's take it one more, one generation farther. There was a, there was a trust in the relationship between Abraham and Isaac. Yeah. I mean, Isaac is a, he's a, a 16-year-old man who's been 
working the land and his father is 115, 116 years old, who, who do you think was stronger? Yeah. And and yet it doesn't, the Bible doesn't record that like Isaac resisted. I mean, the, Abraham was modeling this to his son. It's like, son, I trust my father. And, and Isaac was going, I'm going to trust my father. Yeah. And, and and I think that's the that's the beauty in all of this. And like I remember in high school, I, I don't I don't know kids do this anymore. Like my, my kids, you know, every everybody texts everything. Like you don't even talk on the phone. But I you know, when 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 someone would write you, if you, you have a girlfriend in high school, she writes you a you know, she writes you a note. Like you would read that over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Like why? I know what's in it. Yeah. But but if you if you gave me a news article I may read it once, yeah. and I'm going to take from it what I need, and then I'm just going to I'm going to discard it. But but that letter that was written to me, I'm going to read it over and yeah. over and over, and I'm going to think about it, and I'm going to I'm going to key in on the parts of it that that really have a lot of value to me, and I'm going to I'm going to think of I'm going to think of those words in the context of the relationship that I have yeah. with that person, and and that's like that's the difference is. Do we do we look at this as a as a news article, or do we look at this as as a letter from someone who yeah. who loves us dearly? That's what takes me back to God's word because I look yeah. at it. I'm like, Father, you like you you're the one sharing these things with me, and and in the same way, like you read that that little letter from whoever it was over and over, and every time you see something a little bit different, yeah. Every time your mind goes to a little bit of a different place, because. Because the relationship is much more than the words on the page. Yeah. Yeah. And and if we could see God's word from that perspective, and, and that's how Timothy was reading these words from Paul. Yeah. Like he he was we're we're gonna get into it next week, but but Paul brings up the fact that he brings up Lystra. Lystra was where Timothy was from. Hmm. And and Lystra was where was where Paul was stoned. Timothy very likely was there at that. You know, and so Paul is saying things that that mean more to Timothy than just the words on the page, yeah. because there's relationship, there's experience, there's all of these things attached to it, and I feel like that's why people so many times they they struggle with God's word. Second Timothy three is if you have no relationship with God, it's very dark. Like it's just look. There's going to be impossible times. Yep. This is just going to be. This is going to be incredibly difficult. But if you look at it, like when I would go places, before I would go to a on a dangerous, you know, to a to a dangerous part of the world. I was I was over right on the border of Somalia a while back, and and the, the people who loved me came to me and they would say, "Hey, be careful. Hmm. We're, we're praying for you." Like that meant so much yeah. to me. Yeah, there were all sorts of warnings from the government as I was leaving. Hey, be careful in these places, and I'm like, Pfft. but when my family yeah. said it, like you okay. took it to heart. Yes. Yeah. And and so when when the Lord comes, when the Father comes, and He says, hey, "Be aware. Like there's going to be difficult times, but it's not." unsurvivable because I'm with you. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I can do this. Yeah. So. Yeah, it makes a big difference. And I think, you know, having uh, filmed uh, a number of weddings, one of the 
trends that I see is right before the ceremony, the bride and groom will exchange letters to mm-hmm. each other, and they're just kind of expressing their love, their excitement, um, looking forward to their future, their life together, you know, all these kinds of things. And I, I feel like I just kind of get that picture of, you know, this is kind of like, like the Bible's kind of like that. Yeah. One day we know that there will be a big ceremony between the bridegroom and the bride, you know, Jesus and the church. Yeah. And he's exchanged his letter, his love letter to us. And it's saying, you know what? I love you. I'm excited. I've got a future planned. There's going to be hard times, just like we go through hard times in our marriage and in our life. It's not all, you know, roses and sunshine and rainbows. And, and I feel like that's, that's the way we ought to approach the Bible. Um, and it really helps us to hang on even in the times when we don't understand things. I still struggle with the story of Job. Yeah. You know, but I, I trust that God knows better. And you even kind of mentioned that. And one thing I was going to ask you is just kind of, you you touched on the authority of the Bible Mm. that when things challenge us, when things don't make sense, we have to assume we're wrong and the Bible is right. Can you talk a little bit more about about that? Yeah, so again, if 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 the Bible is in question, then everything, you know, if if one piece of the Bible is wrong, yeah. it, it brings it brings into question the entire thing. Yeah. And and if we're really going to look at this as absolute truth. You know, it, it's like when someone comes, someone that I have a, um, if someone comes and shares with me something about someone else that I have a really close relationship with, and 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 they share with me something that is completely out of character mm-hmm. for that person. My my response is going to be based upon the relationship, not based upon what I just heard, yeah. and I'm looking at it and go, that ah, doesn't sound right. And unfortunately, what is what has happened is that we have we have taken God's word and we have not treated it as something that's holy. Yeah. We we've not treated it as something that's absolute. We've treated it as something that's up for debate. Yeah. And the problem is, is that any time we treat something as though it's up to debate, it brings into question the entirety of it. Yeah. And and yeah, there's a lot of things in in the Bible that are hard. Yeah. They're hard truths. They're difficult to. To handle, I don't fully understand those things, but but when I don't understand something, if if I can't go back to the Bible to gain clarity on those things, as to say this is just what God's word says, then then my entire life becomes a guessing game. Yeah. And and God, if if we are going to believe what God's word says about itself. Mm-hmm that it is complete and that it is sufficient yeah. and that it is inerrant, mm-hmm. then th- then I have to take that at his word. Yeah. I have to take God at his word, that these things are as such. Because the moment that I the moment that I open that up for debate, we we get to redefine anything. Yeah. It's what's happened with it's what's it's what's happened with with marriage. It's what's happened with with lifestyle. It's what's happened all throughout our world. Yeah, it is is we we stop we stop holding this thing up as holy. Mm. 
and and so I, I just it's the only truth that I have. Yeah. So if if what I am feeling is in conflict with the Bible, it's always me that's wrong. The Bible is the ultimate authority in that way. Yeah. And and as a people, like we've got to yeah. we've got to 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 reestablish the holiness of yeah. what it is that we've been given. Yeah. And I think that you know, kind of bring it into the context of this idea of building endurance, you know, experiencing hard times or storms. I mean, if we don't have something to anchor us, mm-hmm. I mean, we are going to be blown around, tossed about. And, you know, even the book of James kind of talks about that idea of doubting yeah. and being like a ship on the on the waves, you know, just being tossed around back yeah. and forth at the whim of whoever maybe is the loudest voice in our culture or society or, or in our circles or whatever. And, and it's like, you know, we have got to have that that strong anchor that's keep it yeah. even if we don't fully understand you know how yeah. it works what, what's funny is that what we what we redefine is what has already been defined yeah we, we actually we actually take biblical principles and try to apply new definitions to mm-hmm. them so we start at the source and then we mold it to fit our preferences mm-hmm. and 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 if, if you don't create something, you don't get, you don't, you don't have the right to name it. Yeah. You don't have the, you don't have the right to redefine it. Yeah. And, and when we look at God's word, there are, there are things in God's word, which, which God created, God established, God did these things. And you see this incredible effort within our society to redefine what God created, yeah. to redefine what God named, to redefine what God uh, defined yeah. in His Word, yeah. and 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 at that point, where does where does that stop? If there is not this point that says no, yeah. this is truth. Yeah. Anything that is apart from this is not true. Yeah. Then then our society that's where tolerance comes from. It's not just yeah. that I have to allow these things it's that i not just have to allow it i have to agree with it i have to i have to defend it i have to champion these things yeah and and i and i just i look at god's word and i say i'm I'm, it just doesn't it doesn't matter how i feel about this well and i feel like that that kind of speaks and i would love i know we're i know short on time but i would love to jump into more of this idea you know what you talked about you know kind of how we want to redefine things and i feel like that starts to get into this um the same area of you talked about janus and jambres Mm -hmm. you know the the magicians in pharaoh's court that try to do the exact same thing that god did um in their own power and it reminded me of the scripture that says, you know, rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Mm. And that I think is kind of what happens when we say we want to do what we want to do, mm-hmm. not feel bad about it and do it in our own way so that we don't have to be submitted to God yeah. and to the way he says to do things or the way that he defines things. We want to have our cake and eat it too. Yeah. And it gets into rebellion. Yeah. And that's when the Bible says rebellion is an is as the sin of witchcraft. And what were Jonas and Jambres? They were the court, magi- yeah. court magicians. Yeah, and, and that's just to kind of wrap that 
up a little bit. Like th- they had some success. Like don't yeah. like it's we we look at that and we're like, well, it's it, it hasn't been unsuccessful. We we've been able to we've been able to change things. We've been able to redefine things. We've been able to call things what they're not, and and nothing has happened. And I mean, Jonas and John Bray, they, they were the first three. They nailed it. Yeah. All of a sudden, though, and and that's what and that's what Paul tells Timothy. Just as Jonas and John Bray, like they will be exposed. Yeah. And and any time that we take things outside of the truth of God's word, we may be able to push that a little bit. Yeah. But there's a limit to that. It will be exposed, and it will be exposed as being not the truth. Right, and 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 we will know it because we have the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that's a I mean, yeah. That, we could that's a huge talk for thing. so much longer yeah. about that. So, but um, thank you so much for yeah. spending some time to just kind of dive into Sunday sermon. Thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments. We hope that you got something out of this episode. If you have. Consider sharing that in the comments below because we'd love to hear from you. If you haven't hit the subscribe button, please consider doing that. We would love to be able to bring you fresh content every week um, that enriches your life and your faith and your relationship with Jesus. Thank you so much again for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments, and we will see you next week. Thank you.